a product of the Whisper Forge. Sound and story brought to life. You're listening to a parody that is not affiliated with or endorsed by Supergiant Games in any way. We're just big old nerds making improv fanfiction. Rogue Runners is rated R for pretty much everything you can find in Greek mythology. Violence, assault, self-harm, offensive language, insensitive humor, and intense themes. We encourage everyone to check out our show notes and transcripts on our website at whisperforge.org. Are you ready to run? Then welcome to Volume 1 in the Blood. Cassandra lifts her hands up into the air like a little yoga mountain pose, and you see this constellation of stars appearing in her hand. And then she throws it down onto the ground, and then in a wide circle all around you, there is just this like starry air. Like you just see the lights and constellations floating around, and she's at the center of it, and there's this like globe of stars in the middle of it that seems Uh to be getting bigger and bigger. Arete, it is your turn. Bringing a sun into it, that that just seems like putting a hat on a hat, Cassandra. (laughs) Arete is not going to attack, but instead going to check on the other Olympiad. So he's going to run over to his star-crossed lover. Okay, uh, make a medicine check. Eight. You get the sense that he is unconscious. I am going to disengage and whisper out to the heavens as I lean over my hopefully lover's body and go, Hermes, aid my AC. And his air conditioner rises by five. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It is Alexander's turn. Alexander will use Holy Bulwark to bolster's AC plus four. And then as a bonus action, use Shield of Faith for another plus two. Oh, man, everybody's just just shielded up. All right, okay. (laughs) We need not battle here. Please, see reason. And Rolf is going to dash over to Palaestra and try and do a medicine check to see if he can wake her up. Okay, uh, make a medicine check. 21. Okay, you get the sense that Palaestra is not unconscious, but also there is, like, a magical effect that is, like, keeping her unconscious. So, like, for example, even if you were to, like, restore hit points to her, she wouldn't, like, spring back to her feet. Like, this is, like, this is, Athena, this is Athena's wrath that has essentially just smote them. Cassandra, you need not do this. None of us will gain anything from quarrel here. Make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Eight. She scoffs at you and says, You servants of the gods are so twisted and manipulative. I will never believe a word that comes out of your mouths. Annie, it is your turn. Miss Cassandra, ma'am, we're not necessarily trying to help the gods. We're just trying to survive and get out of here, you know? Probably just like you, right? And Annie's kind of like hiding behind Alex in a way as she's talking. Annie would like to be near Alex for this. So you're behind my horse's ass, I guess. A little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Dang. 15. 
I have already foreseen what you will try to bring about here. I will never trust you. Oh, well, in that case, Annie is going to disengage as a bonus action just to boost that AC. Okay. Thank you. All right. It is now Cassandra's turn. She says, I will not suffer liars in my presence. And then her eyes turn purple and she levitates and she unleashes this awful scream. And this scream is not a scream that hurts you in your ears. It is a scream that hurts you in your mind. So everybody make an intelligence saving throw. Oh, no. Who's next to me? I am. I'm next to Alex. Plus four to you. (gasps) Thank goodness. Great. Who rolled um, above a 17? I did. So you're only going to take half this damage. So first off, everybody who fails takes 84 psychic damage. You are also (laughs) stunned. Yes, I am. <laughs> my mind is on uh, fire! Does my horse have to make that <laughs> Bucephalus is affected because if you look at the spell Fine Steed, if your steed has an intelligence of five or less, its intelligence becomes six. And it gains the what? ability to understand one language of your choice that you speak. So you summoned an intelligent steed. Damn it, Alex! We're hearing the scream in our brains and seeing that Bucephalus is about to kick the bucket. Rolf just looks him dead in the eye and goes, Existence is pain, Bucephalus. <laughs> so it would be a minus three? Yeah, so I guess you have to roll exactly a 20 to save. Yeah, I got an 18. So he fails. So he takes 84 psychic damage. So uh, <laughs> he vanishes. Oh, wait, no, what about, what about your plus four? Who's plus four? Don't you add plus four to Bucephalus? Oh, so he only takes half damage? Yeah, so he only takes oh, half well, damage, so... So he still disappears. Okay. <laughs> Here's where it gets really bad. So, Palaestra, Pende, and Adonis's heads explode. It's oh. <laughs> literally in the description of this no. If a target is killed by this damage, its head explodes, assuming it has a head. So... No. Yeah, so their heads explode. Uh, they are immediately drawn into the blood. Yes. Is the 84 including minus three from Athena? Yes. Oh, no, it is not including minus three. So, so you take 81 so if you fail. Uh, okay, so people who succeed only take a 42 psychic damage. Also, it is very clear that she front-loaded this. Like, this is her most powerful thing. So it doesn't it, it doesn't seem like she's going to be doing this every turn. Okay, thank God. <laughs> How long are we stunned for? A stunned target can make an intelligence saving throw at the end of each of its turns. On a successful save, the stunning effect ends. So what that means is that uh. this can go on infinitely if you can't save. Now it is Arete's turn. Um, the sun gets a little bit bigger. Okay, so Arete, having just watched Adonis's head explode and him melt into the grass, Arete kind of like grasps the, the blades of grass in his hands and pulls it out of the ground and just... just weeps a bit. <laughs> You're just covered in Adonis's blood. <laughs> and then Arete will go over to Rolf and move him closer to um, Alexander <laughs> so that way he will get a bonus for his saving throws. <laughs> I don't think he will. Okay, so you're planning on moving away from our two incapacitated teammates. I, Great. I gotta try something. Okay, at the end of your turn, Cassandra waves a fan of cards in front of her and they spin around her and she draws five cards. 
Ah, the five of fuck you. Ooh. Roll press a thank you and goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alexander, it is your turn. Also, I don't know how much this matters. She doesn't look nearly as like beefy as Pelops. Uh-huh. She's just a woman in robes. Hey, what are you trying to say about women in She's robes? She's just a woman in robes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe what I'm saying is that looks can be deceiving. I'm gonna charge at Cassandra and try to attack her. Okay. No! Does a 14 land? So you think that it would, and then what ends up happening is that one of the cards moves in the way, and you slash through it, and you see a nine on the card as if your result was changed to a nine. And that card is gone. Oh. Interesting. All right. Uh, Attack again. It's a 10. Okay, a 10 does not hit, so it just misses. Damn. And then one more attack from Daedalus. Nice. 23. Okay. Uh, So again, you are moving into strike. You stab in at her and you stab through a card instead that another nine appears on as if your result was changed to it. Does that conclude your turn? That will be it. Okay, Rolf, it is your turn. I guess I'll roll a save to see if I can become unstunned. That's a natural 20 for a total of 23. Excellent. Yeah, so you save, you are no longer stunned. And he's also going to roll to try and save. That's a six. <laughs> you remain stunned, and this, there's just these like awful futuristic visions burning through your mind, and you get the sense that like maybe this is like what Cassandra sees all the time. Nanny's just like smacking at her head. <laughs> it is Cassandra's turn. She's going to look at you, Alexander. You see these lights glowing where her eye sockets would be behind her blindfold. And then she pulls off the blindfold and you see these green laser beams shoot out of it straight at you into your mind. Make an intelligence saving throw. Oh, critical fail. We're going home. I'm going home. This is a spell called Feeble Mind. You blast the mind of a creature that you can see within range, attempting to shatter its intellect and personality. Oh, I should have used my inspiration. Use your inspiration. To try and save it. Yeah, I, this would be the time. Yeah, uh, a dirty 20. Okay, uh, what's your intelligence modifier? It's plus six. Okay, well then you save and are fine. So she draws two more cards to join the five spinning around her. Then you see the star getting a little bit bigger. Okay, Arete, it is your turn. I still don't think violence is the right way to go here, but I don't know what to do, because my character is geared towards violence. Arete! Arete! What? Bobby the Bip! You're you're right, Annie. I I understand exactly what you're saying. And Arete turns around and faces Cassandra, and he goes, This is a little lullaby my mother would sing to, or adoptive mother would sing to me. Baby mine, don't you cry. Baby mine, dry your eye. You're so strong. Look at yourself. I'm making up words on the spot. Okay. <laughs> is that your turn? Uh, and then that is my action to try to soothe Cassandra's tormented soul with a song. Okay, make a performance check with disadvantage. Uh, with disadvantages is six. Is that your turn? As my bonus action, I will disengage. I will like put my hands up and go, I, I'm not trying to fight you here. Alexander, it's your turn. I'm gonna cast Aura of Vitality. Oh, uh, what level is that? That's a third level. Okay, uh, Cassandra lifts her hand and she waves it and the spell is counterspelled. 
then as my bonus action, I dash at her again. Make an attack roll, but don't roll damage. Um, I get a dirty 20. One of the cards shatters, another one that has a nine on it, and your wave just rides past her. Rolf begins waking up from his stupor, and he says, Cassandra, you have foreseen violence. I can grant it to you, but we need I not see- I woke up and I chose violence. Damn it. <laughs> we need not see this through to its conclusion. And he is going to infuse a blood crystal as he casts Firebolt upon her and expend two sorcery points to do it as a bonus action. Okay. So with the blood crystal, that is a 31 to hit. But yeah, that does hit mm-hmm. because, yeah, she's out of good rolls there. And then he's going to say, Ares, empower this strike. And that does 30 fire damage as well as one hangover. Sorry, so when that goes off, the star that she's concentrating on explodes. Oh, shit. So you see like all of these galaxies and cool shit all around. So as the sun explodes, everybody takes 58 radiant damage. Mm. You hear a glass thing break as the Hephaestus auto-injector goes off on Rolf. Nice. He comes back with 40 HP, invisible, and gets to take a second turn immediately. That's right. Arete, using his tactics of evasion that he has studied as a grave marker for many a year, only takes half damage even when I fail with the dex saving throw. Nice. So he will instead take 27. So Rolf, what HP are you at now and Annie, what HP are you at now? 40. Yeah, Annie is also at 40. With that, you see, uh, well, you don't see, but Rolf is summoning a second blood crystal and he is going to cast Polymorph on Cassandra. Okay. And I'm going to turn her into a butterfly. Okay, what's the save, DC? A 24 wisdom save or higher. Okay. So immediately one of the cards flips over. It has a 20 on it. And then uh, that shatters and she is fine. I'm going to expend two more sorcery points now that it is my turn again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm going to cast Melf's Minute Meteors at level three. Okay. I'm going to pick up my blood crystal that I'm assuming bounced off that card. Yeah. With Searing Return. And then she needs to make a dexterity saving throw as I hurl two meteors at her. What's the save DC on that? That is a 22. Another card comes to her. It flips over. It has a 19 on it. It shatters and she saves. So how much damage does she take on a save? Eight fire damage as one explodes, and then she should roll a second save as a second one flies towards her. Okay, she does not save versus that, so she takes the full amount here. She's going to take 25 damage as well as another stack of hangover. As this meteor crashes into her, I'm going to go ahead and, as that bonus action, cast Firebolt. Which is basically a meteor at this point. A 24 to hit. One of the cards shatters, it has a 2 on it, and she is fine, that misses. So she has one card left. Annie would like to cast Mass Cure Wounds on her Olympiad. Okay. Whoa. 24, all four of us. Wow. God bless. A card comes up, it shatters, it oh. has a three on it. Everybody heals for three. All her cards are gone. It is Cassandra's turn. She is going to cast a spell on herself, and an immobile, faintly shimmering barrier springs into existence in a 10 foot radius around her and remains for the duration. Arete, it is your turn. Arete 
draws Lavoie and places it on the ground, stands between Annie and Cassandra and goes, hey, take it. I'm right here. You can also like make an arcana check to see what the globe does. It's a nine, so probably not much. Okay, so that does not pick up on what the globe does. Okay, so at the end of your turn, Arete, she is going to send a sleeve of cards at you. So a whole bunch of cards just fire at you, rapid fire. Does a 27 hit? Yes. You take 20 slashing damage as these cards fly through you. Arete! He's going to swing at Cassandra. Okay. 11. Uh, that does not hit. He'll try again. Okay. Uh, natural 20. Uh, that's a critical, so that definitely hits. Woo! This would be the time to smite. Yep, I'm going to do <laughs> <Okay>. that. Okay. <laughs> Let the... <gasps> Three ones? <sighs> oh. I got 28 with everything, so doubling that is 56. Does that conclude your turn, Alexander? No. Use Daedalus for one more attack. Okay. There's a 19. That does hit. Okay. He's going to Divine Smite this one too. 30 damage. She's looking pretty bad. Halfway bad? More than halfway bad. (gasps) Bonus action to dash, Gamacy, just in case. All right. Where are you dashing? Into her. Oh, okay, so make an attack roll. 23. Yeah, she's she's shoved back 10 feet and takes a damage. So she puts her blindfold back on, and then she holds her finger to her forehead, and she kind of whips her hand out from her forehead, and you see this, like, lash of psychic energy just fly out. And when it hits the ground, it explodes like a firecracker. Everybody needs to make a, an intelligence saving throw. Eight. 17. Six. 10. So who got a 17. Annie did. Okay, so you only take half of this. Oh, shit. Everybody who fails takes 25 psychic damage. Everybody who succeeds takes 12 psychic damage. After a failed save, the target has muddled thoughts for one minute. During that time, it rolls a d6 and subtracts that number rolled from all its attack rolls and ability checks, as well as its constitution saving throws to maintain concentration. The target can make an intelligence saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. Rolf, it is your turn. Is that barrier still around her? It is. I would like to roll Arcana as I begin hurling the meteors at her. Okay, so make your Arcana check. That is, god damn it, it's a 12. With a 12, you were not able to totally figure out what it does. Uh, You know that it is a globe that protects her from something. All right, I'm going to use my last fourth level spell slot to try and cast Polymorph one more time. Okay. You cast Polymorph and nothing happens. But now you do see that the the globe is definitely what stopped that. Okay, Annie, it is your turn. Annie is going to cast Bardic Inspiration and give that to Alexander. Cassandra is on her turn going to summon five cards to uh, spin around her. Hey, welcome back. We missed you. Arete, it is your turn. Arete, please clear the cards. I need to see him. Arete? I'm sorry, Alexander. I can't do it. I won't do it. If you cannot strike your enemy, I do not see you faring well in our plan to destroy the entirety of the underworld. Do you say that out loud? Yep. Yeah, does Cassandra react to that? <laughs> she has like a knit brow under her blindfold, but she doesn't say anything immediately to that. Are you being compelled to do this, Cassandra? Because if your enemies are the gods, then... And I mean, yeah, we're, yeah, we've had, we've picked up some boons, but we've been doing a lot of self-discovery lately, and I'm not so sure I want to pick up any more boons personally. I have nothing to say to a servant of Apollo. Make an intelligence saving throw, Arete. I would like to say ex-servant, and then I will make the intelligence (laughs) check. 17. Okay, Uh, so you take nine psychic damage. 
you can't take a reaction until the end of your next turn. Okay. Moreover, on your next turn, you must choose whether you move, take an action, or a bonus action. You only get one of the three. Okay. So this is as she rebukes you, and you feel that you have been, like, whipped, but, like, in your mind. It's like a mind whip as she Mm. retorts with that. Alexander, it is your turn. Yeah, I'm just going to strike at her. Okay. So I get an 18. One of the cards appears, and it turns into a 5 as the card shatters. Next one is a 7. Uh, that does not hit. And now with Daedalus' help, a 13 would land, right? Uh, a 13 would land. A card shatters as uh, a 4 appears on it, and that attack misses. Yeah, and then I will dash into her a 9. Uh, that does not hit. I'm going to cast Firebolt upon her. With a blood crystal. Okay. That is a natural 20. You fire it at the globe and nothing happens. Okay, I'm going to expend two sorcery points for that to be the bonus action, because I was going to do it twice. But then instead of doing that, I'm going to run up to her and fire a bolt at her. Of what? My crossbow. Oh, got it. Okay, I didn't know. Okay, you said you cast fire bolt and then you're firing yeah, a bolt. Firing so a I bolt. hope you can understand <laughs> yeah, the yeah, confusion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 14. It shoots into a card which has a one on it and it shatters. I do another card wheel and I say. <laughs> okay. Uh, Annie, it's your turn. Thank you so much. Annie would like to cast Song of Apathy, which forces Cassandra to have to make a wisdom saving throw. What is the DC? A 16. Another card shatters that has a 14 on it and she saves. Damn, that was my only. Song of Apathy, and I really was excited to use it, and now I can't use it, so I... Oh, poor girl. Do the fates frustrate you? Hey, now, we've both been wronged and duped by Apollo, and I'm not trying to downplay what you've been going through, because that is just as sucky, so I oh, am extremely sorry. Oh, you've been so sorry. wronged by Apollo. You will carry out the whims of all Olympus. Hey, now, not true. Hey, now, hey, now. This, this is, is what dreams what are dreams. made of. No, it is not what dreams are made of. This is not what dreams are made of. At the end of your turn, she fires a sleeve of cards at you that slash away at you. No! no. Her fifth card shatters, which has a 14 on it. Does a 23 hit you? Yeah, it hits. Okay. You take 20 slashing damage. So now it is Cassandra's turn. I have to roll concentration. I have to get at least a 10. Ooh. Okay. She gets a seven. She has no cards. So the globe <gasps> drops. <gasps> She is going to draw five cards again. Four of them gather up, and then she just swipes her hand through them, and those four cards explode, and she is just glowing with energy. So what is actually happening is that she is trading in the value of those rolls to get spell slots back. Oh, I see. And you suspect that she is brimming with enough power like you saw when she first, like, absolutely murked Ajax. Mm-hmm. So uh, she still has one card spinning around her, and she is fully ready to fuck shit up again. So, Arete, it is your turn. I didn't try hard enough with Pelops, but I won't stop trying for you. And Arete runs over and gives Cassandra a hug. Do you grapple her at least? <laughs> <laughs> you get inspiration, but does that conclude your turn? Yes. She casts a spell, and ten cards fly around her. They're kind of like the cards that she was using to attack, but there are ten of them, and they will hurt a lot. Alexander, it's your turn. Does a 25 land? Her last of her five cards shatters and replaces that roll with a seven. He attacks again. A 16 will land, correct? That does hit. And that's 41 damage. A single damage point might kill her off, but... Okay. I have one more attack. Okay. Daedalus. Oh my gosh. Once you strike her, the 10 cards crash down. Iris. That makes your AC functionally 30. 30. 
None of these can hit on a 30. So you see these 10 cards go and they are bolts of rainbow light just going everywhere and none of them hit you. I have another attack. All right, go for it. That's a dirty 20. Alexander, finish her. Alexander is going to swing counterclockwise chop at Cassandra's head. He buries the sword into her neck, but it doesn't finish the cut, so he spins back the other way in reverse to behead Cassandra and uh, takes out his jar. What's your spell save, DC? 16. She does not go in the jar. Okay. Then I cut her head off. (laughs) What is your alignment right now? True neutral. Okay, your alignment is now lawful evil. The jar feels hot in your hand. Just before you chop her head off, she says, How is this possible? Mm-hmm. Am I finally free of the curse? And then you cut, cut her head off. That's right, Lady Luck. You're free. And now it's like a veil is lifted, and you see like hundreds of shades all around you clapping, cheering. You see confetti falling. You see Koalavos, like, float down, like, on a harness, and he goes, It looks like we have a new Olympiad in the UFC! Everybody uproariously cheers. Couldn't give us any boons, people. (laughs) You get an actor. Oh. Sweet. You have every boon there is. And for the first time, you see all those, like, woven banners, like, all around, and they actually show your faces on them. Whoa. I don't understand why Erites is there. Yeah, that that's a fair point, but it is. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. I don't want to be there. Arate. The fact that this was all like a game for you people, a game for you people, this woman was deeply suffering. <laughs> you make a fair point, but it seems our interests have fallen out of alignment. Is this going to be an issue? Speaking of alignment. Very well might be. Uh, while Arate is yelling back at the crowd, Alexander will come behind him and stab Arate. <gasps> what? Okay. Uh, a 24 would land, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure you're dead, but 36 would kill him, right? Yeah. And Alexander takes out the jar and tries to stuff Arite in it. Okay, Rolf casts level 5 Witch Bolt on Alex. And Annie casts Cure Wounds on Arete. Do I need to roll for the jar, Toe? It's not going to happen because you're being healed at the exact same time. That's a 21. Rolf gets a 33 on his Witch Bolt. Yeah, that hits. Okay. That's 39 damage. Does that kill you? It does not kill me, no. Alexander, you do notice that another gate appears at the end of the Colosseum, and you have a strong sense that the person you're looking for is there. As the lightning comes down on Alexander, you see Rolf has his jar in hand. Well, I'm not dead, but... He begins to charge up a second spell, and he looks at you and he says, try to hurt the Olympiad again, and I will deliver you to her myself. I dash at the gate, I slam the thing, and I go inside. (laughs) Has a skull and crossbones on it. We are a team, you goddamn numbskull! We are all we have! Ignoring this, I go in. Alexander is in the gate. Annie's gonna go to Arete. Arete, are you all right? Yeah, and just ask that question. I appreciate both of you. I'm actually uh, one point healthier than I was before the whole ordeal. So yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks. Do we need to kill him? No, 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 that's not the answer either. I don't want anybody to die anymore. I'm so over it. (laughs) Okay, time out, time out. You deserve to be in that jar as much as he does. But if he's going to sabotage our attempts for no reason whatsoever, then we need to deal with it. Okay, Alex is obviously not in the right headspace. I know that's not an excuse. He wants to see the most important person in his life. He chose his fate! Okay, 
Okay. He does not get to decide all for us. Arete, I understand what you're choosing here to not engage, and I, I, I can respect that, especially with someone like Cassandra. It was very brave of you, but I can't believe I'm the person saying this, but we've come really far. We're probably not going to make it out of here. Not to bring down the mood. I kept trying, but you know, there comes a certain point when you've been toyed with so many times that, yeah, I think I agree with the other Olympiad. Just let the chaos flow. Why not? You're okay with chaos flowing. You're just not okay with you, the one, kind of bringing it on, correct? I've brought enough chaos to people's lives. You have no idea how true that statement is. (laughs) I do not care what you've done to the others. Once upon a time, I might have. The only people here that matter to me are this Olympiad. You took Annie's life from her. What matters is atoning. You let her get out of there, and you give her a chance to live the life she should have. You want to punish yourself after that? That's fine. But your actions are no longer your own. They are all of ours. Same goes for Alex. If it is what needs to be done, I'll kill him. I'll kill you. I'll kill myself. I will kill anyone who gets in our way. If we know that all there is is battle, then just fucking do it and do it well. Embrace it. How much longer can we live in pity for ourselves? What does it get you? Pain? Suffering? More? No! Turn it back on them! Take control! I'm sick of this. And he goes through the portal. Ah, my friend. I'm not sure that that's how we actually do take back control. Arete sighs and picks up Lavoie where he had placed it on the ground, brushes it off, sheaths his weapon, and goes through the portal. Oh, jeez. With nothing left, Annie will go through the portal. Rogue Runners, Volume 1, In the Blood, stars our players Nicholas Benetatos as Alexander the Great, Amanda Facosta as Anastasia Pentazis, Giancarlo Herrera as Rolf Yannick, and Michael Pisani as Arete Lascaris. Dungeon mastering and NPC voices are by me, Tozaman. Cover art by Chandler Candela. Audio editing by Roshan Singh Zombie. Sound design and editing by Giancarlo Herrera. Title music by Sage GC, with vocals by Jessica Dahlgren and Sage GC. Character theme music by Giorgio Volpe. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. Transcription by Eli Barasa. If you liked what you heard, we hope you'll consider helping us make future tabletop parodies of your favorite stories. You can support us at Patreon on patreon.com slash roguerunradio. Patrons get access to our community Discord channel, as well as our behind-the-scenes chat cast Out of the Blood, where we talk about everything on our minds after the episode. There are free ways to support the show, too. We hope you'll leave us a glowing review on your listening app of choice, as well as spread the good word about us on Twitter and Instagram, where you can follow us at Rogue Run Radio. We love hearing from you, so head us up there or email us at rr at whisperforge.org. We're very proud to be in the Whisperforge Collective and hope you'll check out our other shows. Get ready to run with us soon. New episodes drop every two weeks. Till next time, sinners, I'll see you in hell.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You start with your own breathing. Match the rhythm of the breeze that carves the canopy, the birds and bugs chirping in set intervals. Feel the subtle pulse rising up from the ground beneath you. To wander is to dance with the forest. But the forest isn't just the partner. She's the music, the style. She's the rhythm. She's the set of ancient steps and movements that have been passed down from one dancer to another. She teaches you to dance the dance she invented to the music she's singing in a tonal system she thought up one night as it pleased her. You breathe, and you listen, and you wait for your place, your first step, the call to... is a new fairy folktale podcast from T.H. Ponders, a member of the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to the show by searching for The Wanderer in Apple Podcasts or by visiting www.callofthewander.com.